Amen, amen. Praise God. Wow, it's... it's That song, man, it, it just, it, it gets to the point where the world tells us a lot of crud and a lot of things, and, and, and the world, if we listen to it, it tells us there's no hope, that it's all a mess match and, and everything else, and, and, and nothing really matters. And we think that the grave has us. But as Christians, as, as, as those who call on the name of the Lord, our, our hope is not in the world. It's, it's, our living hope is in Jesus Christ. The one who died for me. The one who proved that the grave has no hold on us. That, that there is no way that the devil can win. As long as we follow Jesus. As long as we do what God has asked us to do, and as long as we follow him and, and obey him and do those things, Jesus, wow, he's our only hope. I promise you, politicians will fail us, but Jesus never will. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to be with you guys this morning uh, as your pastors are off uh, Resting and relaxing and being refreshed. I hope and pray for them that, that they will be today. Uh, to be able to bring the word. I, I think it's so oftentimes we make things more difficult than they have to be. I, I think we, if, if we overthink things. And maybe that's just me. But, but we can overthink things. And, and reality, what we need to do is to remember to keep it simple, silly. Because stupid just seems a little too harsh. But sometimes that may be fitting, at least for me. Keep it simple, right? How, how do you do a job? What's, what's it break down to its simplest point? In, in baseball, as a batter, it's see the ball, hit the ball. As a fielder, it's see the ball, catch the ball, and throw it to the correct base. And I know that. That's the simplest thing. But that doesn't make me this generation's Anthony Rizzo or, or Paul Goldschmidt. I would have loved to have been that. I know, see the ball, hit the ball. It just didn't happen. Right? How do you do your job? I mean, if I've worked fast food before, and when you work fast food, you, the simplest form is, well, first of all, I had a, I had a manager once who just broke it down real simple. Said, hey, James, it's just food. It's just food. You make the food, and you give it to the guest, and you serve them. That's simple. You make the food. And you serve it to the guest, hopefully with a smile on your face. Oh, that is the nice thing about the mask mandate, is they don't always have to see your face. Now, that you can smile with your eyes. Don't get me wrong now. Uh, we, can, we can give glares, too. But that's the basic principle. How do you do that? You make the food and you serve the food. I, I, I'm currently, uh, as, I'm in the, as I'm searching for what God has in store for our next step, I'm currently back working for an alarm company I worked for five years ago. And in the basic, simplest form is an alarm is an alarm. It's a, it's a signal. Now, what that signal comes in, that signal, it might be a burglary, a fire, a medical. It might be just the system is not communicating with the central station. 
And so basically in that job, the simplest form is answer or handle the alarms effectively and efficiently or correctly and efficiently. So you want to handle the alarm the correct way and quickly as you can so you can get to the next one. And remember, they're just signals. That's the basic principle, breaking it down to the simplest form. Well, what about when it comes to our relationship with God? What about when it comes to our, our responsibilities as Christians? Well, how, how about that? What is that? Don't we sometimes make it a little bit more than it is? That, that we need to go back to the basics. To go back to what they say, you go back to what you know that you know that you know. I mean, from a baby we've heard, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I mean, not always feel like that. But that's the basics. That's the simple. When you get down to it, what is it that God says we need to do as Christians? Now, I believe that when you get back to this, you break our relationship and our job as Christians down to its simplest forms. And, and I, when Pastor BJ asked me if I would preach, and I'm like, man, I'd love to do that. I appreciate it. I had in mind what I was going to preach. And God told me, he kept taking me to a different scripture to a different passage. And in this passage, God basically, Jesus basically says, our two jobs are make people better and show them the way to me. Our job as a Christian is to make, our, make others better and to show them the way to Jesus. Make others better, show them the way to Jesus. Now, you also have to have the third key component to, a relate, to a, our job as a Christian, and it is to love Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and body. To love Jesus, to serve him, obey him, do what he says. So we make people better by showing them the way as we follow Jesus. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, as we learn to make others better. Again, it's, it, it's a simplest form. Are there other things that we need to do as we develop and we become stronger and, and as we walk in our Christian faith? Yes, there are. But it's basically is to make others better. Jesus says this is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Man, yeah, I, yeah, I told you, God, I, I, God kept leading me back to this passage. And what does, what does your, your board member say as he comes up? God, help us learn to be salt and light. Hello. I think God had a point for me today. Make others better. You are the salt of the earth. You know, a sign of a good athlete is that he can make those around him better. I, I grew up watching the Chicago Bulls before Jordan. And in the early Jordan years, in the early Jordan years, man, it was, he was awesome. He was, he's, in my opinion, still the best basketball player I've ever seen. But that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, Michael Jordan didn't become Michael Jordan until he helped those around him become better. Until he realized he wasn't going to win that trophy unless the guys around him helped him get there. And that's what he did. He made Pippen better. He made Kerr better. He made all those guys better. 
That's what, that's what a good athlete does, is they make the team better. And they understand that. And as Christians, we're to make others better. Again, we, we are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Well, it can't. No longer good for anything except to be thrown and tra- out and trampled by men. So as Christians, we're to be the salt of the earth. What is it that salt does? What, what, is, what does salt do? It makes things better, right? Does it not? Does salt not make things better? Well, salt also preserves things. Salt preserves it. It, it makes things last longer. It's why in the old west, you know why they you know they would they would kill their 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 cattle or their deer, and then they would smoke it and they would salt it so that the deer killed in October would still last into November, December, January, February, and March, and April. Now, if they lived in Pike County, they could probably get as many deer as they wanted all year long. But, um, you know, because they're all over in Pike County, Illinois. Um, in fact, I saw one taking a rest on the roadside shortly after we crossed into Pike County. <laughs> it was so tired it lost its head. So it, it, it preserves things. Now, as Christians, as we're the salt of the earth, one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to preserve people. Not that we can do it ourselves. Lord knows we, we, we can't make anyone better ourselves, but we, but we follow one who can, right? Jesus makes us better, and so by Jesus making us better, he can help us help make others better, right? And because we're following Jesus. And we live in a world, and we live in a day and an age in, in which people are in lost. People are, are, are floundering. But we have a Jesus who saved us and a Jesus who can save them. A, a Jesus who, who loved us enough that he went to the cross. So as we're engaging those around us, we should be helping to preserve their souls by sharing the love of Jesus. Even if all it is is a smile with your eyes. Because they can't see your face, and to let and, and to speak kindly, and, and to love on others, and to share what God is doing to preserve their souls, and we can tell them by by sharing what God has done in our lives, how God has has changed us, how God has made us better, how God has picked us up from the muck and the mire, and He washed us in the blood of Jesus Christ, and now we are who we are today because of what God has done. We are, we are not who we used to be because of what God's done. And so we can share that. And when you share those stories, and you share what God has done when, when, when the door is open, and, and then being attuned to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, to follow Jesus Christ and then follow his example. When he says, hey, you know, you can tell that this person is going through a tough time, but you remember five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, when you were going through that exact same thing or something really similar, and God got a hold of you and changed your life. You can share that and you can preserve it. You can help to make them better. We can do that by how we show them how, by how we live our life and how we speak. Because, again, salt makes stuff better. It just does. Now, there's a kind of a joke in my house that if I reach for a salt shaker, it means I think the food's not really good, that that food needs a little bit of help. 
I don't often reach for the salt shaker, and I definitely don't reach for the salt shaker when I when my wife is cooking me a wonderful meal, or or when I, when Beth has done her best to help Mom make dinner and decided to grab the you know grab the oven rack by itself without the pot holder. So you know, and you know, and they've done their great job, and the food is always good. I'm not just making that up. I don't often do that, but there are times we go to a restaurant. And I have to say, can you pass me the salt shaker? I don't taste it. We can sprinkle a little salt on it. And oh, yeah, that's really good stuff. It makes it a whole lot better, doesn't it? I'll never forget the first time I saw my grandma. She she took and she put salt on watermelon. And I thought, ooh, salt on watermelon? That doesn't make any sense, Grandma. She said, hey, just try it. And because I'm like Mikey, I tried it. I'm like, wow, that's all. How did the watermelon get sweeter? You put salt on it, but it does. Salt makes things taste better. It makes them sweeter. It, it makes it better. In the same way, if you take salt and you put it on ice, now, you know we put salt on the roads to keep the roads clear, right, and, and to keep the ice from building up on the road. But if you put salt and then you take a little bucket and you put a milk mixture in the middle and you put ice around it, this is old school. This is old school, kids. And, and the really old school, you put it in there, and then you sat there and you cranked it for an hour and a half. And eventually you had, you know, enough ice cream that you each got a little scoop. But you had to put ice, you put the ice in, and then you put salt in it so it made the ice even colder. And make that ice cream a little quicker. Now, they also then got electrical ones, and those were nice. It took a little bit better. better. But that homemade ice cream, that's kind of good stuff. But you had to have the salt on that ice so that the ice got cold enough that you weren't cranking it for an hour and a half. As Christians, we make people's lives better because we know Jesus Christ has made our lives better, and we know that he can make their lives better. By, by what God has done in our life, we know that he's... Look, Paul said it best. I was the worst of worst. Pharisee the Pharisee, the Sadducee the Sadducee. I was bad. But don't follow me. Follow me as I follow the example of Christ. God reached out and changed his life. Paul's like, look, if he can change me, he can change anybody. And I know, I know that's true from a, from a fact. Every time I look up and look in the mirror in the morning, and I go, oh, my, God's going to use that today? I wonder how he's going to do it. He does. He works in all kinds of different ways. We make people's lives better. We make people's lives sweeter. Ephesians 4.29 says uh, we're, we're told to, to not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. See, we can make others better by how we talk, by how we, by what we say and the words we use. We can also make ourselves better when we don't talk negatively about ourselves. But but we make we make others better. We make others sweeter by the words we use. If we don't let and wholesome talk come out of your mouth, except that which is helpful for building others up, is that not making them better? According to their needs, then it may benefit those who might be listening. So you're having a conversation with Bob over here, and, and Bill's over here, and Bill's here in your conversation, whether you want Bill to or not. And so if you're trashing someone else, or you're trashing the church, or you're trashing the country, or you're trashing, you're trashing trash. You're going to influence Bill's decision. We make others better 
by them benefiting by what they might overhear. Man, talk talk in the restaurants about what God, when you can go to restaurants again. Talk about what God has done in your life and how God has improved you and made you so much better. We make others better by the words we choose to say, whether we verb, we say them verbally or even in today's day and age, what we type and we send out in some form of a tweet, twit, message, whatever it is. Man, we need to think twice about what we say. We really do. Because, man, this is the most polarizing election I have ever seen in my life. And I ain't, well, I like to to think I'm not that old. But, yeah, watch what we say. Especially as Christians. Especially as people who follow Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Because, you know, here's the thing. We might not change anyone's opinion or anyone's position by what we type and we hit send on. But I'll promise you this. You'll change your opinion about the Jesus you say you love. You need to think about that. And that's, that's not to get political. That's the, that's the, man, I love those, that sign. Saw a couple of them. You know, I mean, we were seeing all the political signs as we were driving in and, and then we get right before the, Jesus, our only hope. And I saw it on the big sign right out here. Jesus, our only hope. Man, the world needs to hear that. Again, the politicians are going to let us down in some, some form or fashion. But Jesus will never let us down. He's never failed me yet, and he won't. We make others better by what we say. So when you have that snarky comment that you want to put on your friend's post, stop and think, is this what Jesus would want me to type and send to this guy? I know he's wrong, but would Jesus want me to send this and then delete it? I I, I follow a guy on, I follow a, I call him a friend on Facebook. He's a speaker that I met five years ago at, RCL. And every time I think about putting a snarky comment on a guy that I went to college with post, I'll scroll down just a couple more and there's a post from him and I'm like, yep, I'm not supposed to send that post today. Think about that. Make others better by what you type. If you don't follow Lamar's Crawford, he's a chaplain for the Cincinnati Bengals, man. His post bring like it's like the Holy Spirit speaking, speaking through the keyboard or the, the phone, whatever he's looking at. Make others better by what you say. Build people's up. Make it sweeter by what you do. Let us make those around us better. Let us make people sweeter and stronger by the lives that we live by following Jesus Christ, by being the salt of the earth, and by the words that we use. And then we need to show others the way. Show others the way. We make people better by, by the way we live our lives and by showing them the way to Jesus Christ. What's the best way to get to? Now, I'll never forget when I first moved to Quincy a couple years ago. I said, hey, Greg, what is the best way to get to Pittsfield? And he's like, well, it depends on who you ask. Because you can go up to either, you can take 72 up to either one of the exits, 
But there are those who say that to get to Quincy, you have to go through, what is the name of that town? What? Marblehead? Barry. Got to go through Barry. And, you know, for the longest time, I came up to the first exit to come to the church if I came up. But there towards, I, I figured out that Barry really was kind of, it felt like a faster drive. I don't know if it was or not, but it felt faster. Barry coming up through Barry, that, that, that's like, you got to do that. If you only get to, so, but you know, sometimes the best way to get someplace is to follow someone so they can show you the way. Because I promise you, I can ride with you a hundred times and still not know how to get to Sesame Street. But let me drive the car behind you and follow you to Sesame Street, and I'm going to find five ways to get there faster and better. Well, maybe not better, but I'm going to find my own. Oh, now I know how to get to Sesame Street because you've shown me the way. Because you've you've shown me the way. That, that's that's the best way to get. You know how? Show them the way. How do I be a Christian, man? Nothing. Nothing shows you. How to live like Christ and to, to sit down and have a conversation with a saint in the church who's followed Jesus for 45, 55, 75, 85 years and have them tell you how God has seen them through. And man, if God can do that with them, he can do it with me. Isn't that right? Show them the way. Have you ever gone out for a walk on a dark night? There's no moon. What are you gonna do? You go out. You go out. I'm gonna go for a walk. I know it's late, but it's late. It's kind of dark. I'm gonna get a flashlight out so I can see where to go, right? Or, or maybe going out on you know whether whether you're going camping at church camp or you're going just camping. But I, I can remember going to church camps and and going out to the, the campfire at night, and, and I knew the path during the day, but at night I couldn't find my. way. I mean, I knew essentially where I was going. But you get a flashlight and you follow the path. Now, you, if, if you find, if you start doing squirrel and stuff, you go squirrel. And you're taking flash. Hey, what's up in the trees? You're going to find something. You're going to fall into a lake or something. You're not careful. Or you'll just trip over your own feet. You know what? People around us are going for walks on a daily basis. People around us are going for walks on moonless nights around a lake, and they have no clue where they're going. They might be the person you see at Walmart, gas station. You might talk to them on the phone while you're dealing with an issue with whatever you have an issue with that you're calling them about. They don't know Jesus. They're living in a dark world, a world that has no hope. But we have a hope. We sung about that this morning, our, our living hope. Jesus Christ, our living hope. On Sunday morning, when, when hope came, that death has no hold on us. And I just butchered the words this long, but you get the point. Death has no, the grave has no hold on us. Because of what Jesus did when he rose from the grave, up from the grave he arose. Sure, the people around us might not be taking literal walks. But they are going around blinded. They can't see the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Maybe they went to church as a kid. Maybe their parents dragged them because, well, we're going to go to church and we're going to go as a family whether you want to or not. And they heard the messages, but then life happened. And life, life happens in all kinds of different ways. And they, get, they wander or they decide, you know what, I'm not going to follow grandma or grandpa or mom and dad's faith. I'm going to try to figure this out for myself. And I'm going to see what the internet tells me I should live my life like. And it's dark. And then they realize that the world, they're just lying. There's no hope found in a bottle or a, or a pill or, or anything else. So there's no hope found in people. Unless that person is Jesus Christ. Trust me, ladies, that guy isn't going to make your life any better unless you're that guy is Jesus Christ. Guys, ain't no girl going to make your life any better just because she's in your life. You need to follow Jesus and let Jesus do that work in our life. But they have to find him. And you and I, we're sitting here on Sunday morning. We're, maybe we're watching it on television. We're sitting here on a Sunday morning because we want to hear what the Word of God has to say to us today. Because we know the truth, and the truth has set us free. And then we, and then, and then Matthew chapter five verses fourteen to sixteen says this: "You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven." We are the light of the world. The world's going to hell in a handbasket because we've not been showing them the way to Jesus. Again, Jesus is our only hope. The only hope that we have. We have that hope. We need to make sure that they know that hope. That they know that the hope that we have in Jesus is real. It's not just a Sunday morning hope. It's a hope in Jesus Christ that gets us through Friday, or gets us to Friday, even, because of what God has done in our life, to show them the way, to show them the way to Jesus. We're the light that people need to see, not our light, because, of course, our light is just going to lead people, I don't know, off the stage. But the light of Jesus Christ, that light, the light that gave us hope, the light that, that was shown in our hearts and in our lives when someone sat down and told us about the love of Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world that he said, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We believed it, and we took it in hook, line, and sinker, and we followed what God was asking us to do, and we realized, wow, life really is sweeter with this Jesus. And we've been following him ever since. Sure, things have gotten hard. Troubles have happened. Sickness has come. But God has seen us through all of that. And the world needs to see that light, that light of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus in our lives should shine so that others can find Jesus who saved us. That we're pointing them to the way of Jesus Christ. Just like a flashlight lights a path or a street that we're walking on. 
so we should light the path to others to show them to Jesus. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. It's so obvious you can see it from miles away. Wow, look at that city up there. Drive through Kansas sometime. Drive through Kansas. Go at like 9 o'clock at night. You'll see all kinds of cities all over the place. City, it can't, it's hidden, isn't it? So we're not supposed to hide it. We sang that song as kids, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? Nope. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan get out. I'm going to let it shine. Shine until Jesus comes. Don't put your light in, don't put the light in a bowl. Doesn't make sense. When the power goes out in your house, then you know, you're not going to go take the flashlight and put it under a bowl, are you? Hope not. Because you know the kids left something on the floor. It's either their shoe or a Lego. Either way, you're going to find the floor soon. Like others, like the path to Jesus. People should see that bright light of Jesus in us from miles away. So we shouldn't keep our faith, from the, our faith in Jesus a secret from others either. Again, pointing them the way to Jesus. That's Christianity in its simplest form. Making others better by showing them the way to Jesus. And then we ourselves have to be following Jesus. We have to be obeying what God is asking us and telling us to do. That's Christianity in its simplest form. It's just loving Jesus and loving people. To show them that the only hope is in Jesus. Our, as, as Christians, our job is not to, to necessarily uh, show people that they're wrong or, or to tell them that they're going to go to hell, you know, a turn or burn. I mean, that was, a, that was big. And is it true? It's a very true and accurate statement. But I'll promise you, it's not going to lead anyone to Jesus that saves. You might scare them into buying some fire insurance. And hope that Jesus gets a hold of their life for real. But we have to show them the way. We have to show them how to live as Christians. How, to, how, how, how as Christians we should live. That's one of the nice things about the Church of the Nazarene. That, you know, not only we follow the Word. The Word of God is first and foremost. This is our, this is our flashlight for the world, right? But then as, as Nazarenes, we have a little... I don't have mine with me today. Maybe I... Uh, you know, there are some pastors who say a good Nazarene pastor takes his morning devotional from the, the manual. It really is a joke. But uh, we have a manual, and in the manual it has a code of Christian conduct which tells us how we should live as, as Nazarenes. And again, we don't follow that so that the pastor can pat us on the back or the DS or the general superintendent can say, good job. We do that because we love Jesus Christ. And because we want to get to heaven one day and hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servants. And when you follow those examples, the, the, the examples, the, the code of Christian conduct that's in the manual, when we follow the word of God, first and foremost, it's going to make people's lives better and we're going to be able to show them the way to Jesus. 
We're going to be able to show them Jesus because of what God has done in our life. They're going to be like, there's something different about that guy. What is it? It's not a haircut. It's a whole lot better than that. We are the salt of the earth. We are to make others' lives better. To show them the way to the Jesus who saved us and who can save them. The Jesus who made us better on that day that we knelt at the altar. And we said, God, I've tried it my way. Let the record show I took a blow and I tried it my way and I failed. God, here I am. I'm yours. I keep messing stuff up. God, don't just bless this mess. Clean it up, too. Make me better. And he got up from that altar a whole new person. Because the Holy Spirit came in and he sanctified you. He changed you. And you're a different person. You're not who you used to be because of what God's done in your life. You know that if God can change you, he can change others. So we want to show them and make their life better so they can find that Jesus who picked us up, washed us in the blood, and made us whiter than snow to light the path to the cross of Jesus so they can find the living hope that we have. Wanted a Christian to make others better by showing them the light of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for who you are. God, I praise you for all that you do. Oh, Lord, I uh, pray that, Lord, you would help us to be light and salt, salt and light to the world. Lord, help, to make, help us to make those around us better by the words we use, by the things we say, by what we do. Lord, as we follow you, when we follow your example, Lord, may we light the path of others to your cross. May we share you with those that we encounter at the store, at a restaurant, at the gas station, at work. Lord, make us your instruments. Use us to further your gospel, to be salt and light into a lost and tasteless world, to shine the way to Jesus. Father, this morning I want to pray for the pastors of the Pittsfield Church, Lord. Lord, I pray for pastors BJ and Alicia, Lord, that you would strengthen them and encourage them, that you would refresh and renew them. Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would strengthen them. Father, I pray, Father, for Pastor Greg and Sarah, Lord, that as they lead in all the areas of ministry that they serve, Lord, that you would bless them and encourage them, that you would strengthen them, Father. That you would Give them your hope and your peace. That you give them your strength. Father, I pray for Pastor Michelle, Lord, that as she leads the congregation to your throne, that you would encourage her and bless her. God, we thank you, Father, for the privilege of being salt and light. Lord, help us to do what you have called us to be, men and women of the word. We love you and praise you, and we give you all honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you as you are salt and light in his world this week. Amen.
someone else need to dispatch or is that that suffices for our dismissal? <laughs> All right. Get